You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And so it's, uh, you know, if you, if you, you know, drink a little too much, you know, one of the, one of the hangover cures they recommend is a hair of the dog that bit you, whatever the hell that ma- means. But, uh, if you have a cigar hangover, what are we smoking this week, Brad? <laughs> well, this week we are smoking, um, the diesel. Uh, this is actually the hair of the dog. Yep. <laughs> and I guess, you know, we should probably play some Nazareth or something. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, this is another A.J. Fernandez uh, uh, cigar from, from General. That uh, First time smoking one of these. It's, uh, like I said, I've, I had the, uh, and I believe we reviewed the, the Rabbit Hole Whiskey uh, diesel cigar. Uh, you know, I was going to say, like, you know. However I, long ago we did that. I um, see them kind of making a, a little bit of a, a larger presence in, you know, some of the different shops and um you know, this one has been relatively relatively popular. Uh, this cigar here, I think they only made something like five thousand boxes for. And, yeah, it's uh, a you know limited uh, edition. Comes in a ten count box, six by fifty four ring gauge box press, and it's a has an Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper, Ecuadorian Habano binder, and Nicaraguan filler. Made in Nicaragua by AJ Fernandez. You know, and I may. I'm, I know we've done a lot of the, you know, Ecuadorian Habano wrappers. I don't know, you know, that we've had too many that have a, you know, Habano binder to them. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of gives it a little bit of a, you know, interesting peppery, you know, peppery note to it. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, the, the prominent notes of this are wood, leather, and spice, and everything nice. Yeah, because with the Habano wrapper, you usually get a lot more pepper but it's being you know in the binder it kind of it's more subtle it's like a just kind of like just a just a hint of that it just spice. kind of lingers on the tongue for a little yeah. bit but it's not the if anything like the the woody you know leathery notes are more prominent than the spice it's just kind of there to say hmm interesting um which is, is great i mean you know uh, I'm smoking this after, you know, having a uh, pretty decent powerhouse of a cigar. And, uh, you know, this thing is holding its own. Um, you know, definitely going to put this at a, you know, medium, medium plus. Um, probably closer to the, the full body side of things. I got to say the original diesel cigar, the the grind, I, you know, not a real fan of that, but the 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 you know the the whiskey row you know that one was a was a, a, a decent cigar I actually liked that one and this right here so far yeah we're we're just lighting up but it's 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 got some promising flavor absolutely so uh, what are we talking about today well we're gonna go old school uh, our sort of old school you know it's a uh, you know my birthday's coming up this week and you know another you know product uh, has a birthday this week. The original Matrix film came out 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, and like I said, further evidence that Keanu Reeves is an immortal because he doesn't 
look any older than he would <laughs> than he did when this movie came out. No, it's crazy. <laughs> and this is where, like, you know, you know, the the first hints of John Wickedness. <laughs> Just lucky there wasn't a dog in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh, the matrices, which uh, is apparently the correct plural form of matrix. And uh, well, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> Sometimes I use big words. <laughs> so with that, time to log in. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. And welcome back to the Matrix. <laughs> if we aren't already all living into a in a digital recreation of reality, which is you know the current popular conspiracy theory. But you know one thing: if you're gonna go into the Matrix and fight the agents, you should call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for twenty percent off your order. You know it'll keep you up all night. You know when you got to stay logged in and you know. Fight off evil robots from the future. Mr. Smith. <laughs> Mr. S- Anderson. <laughs> Smith uh, Wickwicky. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the, the other movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was Sam, I'm pretty uh, sure. But... Which I finally watched that last Transformers movie. Man, that thing was weird. <laughs> Speaking of robots. <laughs> I mean, that's what I love, you know, so much about The Matrix is, you know, it's such a pop culture icon. I mean, you know, and, and as technology becomes more and more of a influence in our day-to-day lives, you, you know, I, the age-old question, you know, do you take the red pill or the blue pill? Yeah, you know, from 1999, directed by the Wachowskis, uh yeah, you know, the first one, you know, made for sixty three million, made four hundred and sixty three million. Starring, of course, Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne and Carrie Ann Moss and Hugo Weaving, who makes an excellent bad guy. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but I gotta say but yeah, you know and as a trilogy, probably not my favorite trilogy, and we'll get we'll get into that in a second, but the first movie because you know there there was a, there was a joke back in the day if you want to see a really good Matrix trilogy watch the first movie three times because <laughs> the other two are like eh but you this know, first movie it was fucking revolutionary and like I said yes it, I've rewatched this you know I don't know how many times the other two movies other than rewatching this week not really gone back and, and watched as much but I mean I don't know see I'm I guess in one of those you know small groups of people that I I can't necessarily say I hated uh, I I didn't like the second movie as much as I did the third. But, you know, I mean, 
Then again, I'm the reverse. I, I thought the now that I've rewatched my like actually thought the second one was a better <laughs> better move at least action wise the, the second one was was better than the third i think the, my problem with the third one and like so we'll get back to talking to the original before we delve too deep into the third one was the end of it all it's like you know we just kind of ended at a stalemate yeah you know, there was no like grand victory it's like well we rebooted everything we're kind of back to you know but you know we're, we're kind of at peace now we'll we'll let y'all out of the matrix if you want to be out but there was no like you know, defeating of the empire. It was like, we just negotiated a peace. I mean, it was just kind of a, a letdown. It was just like an underwhelming end to, to this epic, you know, war. I don't know. See, I, I, you know, being an MC Chris fan, I almost feel like that's where, you know, in his, uh, weed song where he's like, let's get the enemy stoned and, you know, we'll all be friends. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, I can almost see this being an inspiration for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the first Matrix, there's so many, like, I mean, just the technology for 1999, that it. I mean, there's some moments. Oh, there's some moments that... The CG... I, oh, I think it was more in the second one. When he starts doing the whole Superman flying around shit, some of that, I'm like, eh, the CG's a little... You can tell this is 1999, I 2000, mean, early 2000s I, I, I think the thing for me was the explosions. <laughs> because the, the digital fire just... I mean, it looked like something, you know, out of a, a cartoon nowadays. <laughs> but, I mean, come on, 20 years ago. And and there was, you know, a, a lot. I mean, being a big fan of, you know, George Orwell's 1984 and then, you know, The Matrix happening. And then, you know, I guess kind of being a, a geeky computer guy, uh, you know, I was like, yes, yes, I want all the codes. Yeah, because for how long did that... Um when they're in the real world watching the matrix code scroll across their screens and somehow can under understand that shit. I don't know how many motherfuckers had that damn matrix, uh, uh, screensaver on their computers. Like everything had that freaking like for years, the matrix code was like probably the most popular computer background or screensaver uh, file. ever. I can remember people having that as a wallpaper and they'd be like, I'm, I'm an elusive hacker. I'm like, why? Because you got a wallpaper with a bunch of gibberish? <laughs> like, I don't know. But then again, you know, like we had the reality TV, you know, show the mole and it kind of had the, you know, code scrolling. And if you paused it, you know, and very, very tiny print, it actually, you know, the mole is blah, 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 you know, <laughs> and, you know, written in plain text. But, I, you know, in, in my head, that's kind of how the Matrix worked. <laughs> yeah, there's probably something like just, there's like a freaking chicken soup recipe or something scrolling by. We just can't, it's just too fast for us to understand. Uh, but I, I definitely think that the Matrix is what helped really put, you know, QR codes on the map. <laughs> yeah. Secretly, like, I, I wonder if you could pause it and hit it with a QR scanner and <laughs> it's like, we're we're about 15 years ahead of our time. <laughs> Yeah, and that uh, <laughs> just this the little like you know computer thing. Like when they go into the Matrix, that just that almost dial-up connecting sound that happens. Like from anyone who's old enough to remember having a dial-up computer in the in the nineties. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awesome if every time they you know logged into the Matrix or you know it was you've got mail. <laughs> Why is this Smith guy always spamming me? <laughs> <laughs> that was the one thing, like, especially like, you know, because 
the first go around, you only ever see Morpheus and his crew. Yeah, and when then we get to the the next movies, you you find out there's a whole like fleet of these ships and people in the Matrix. Why do they have to have their meetings inside the Matrix? Like they all like you know meet up like could y'all just like call each other in the real world? <laughs> like let's go to the place where they're actively trying to kill us to have a a secret meeting. Well, I mean, I <laughs> I think this was the prelude to you know, massive multiplayer online gaming, you know, where people's like, hey, we can fish and walk around. And it's like, <laughs> you could do that in, in the real world, too. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, The Matrix definitely in, inspired a uh, a lot of stuff. Because like I said, like, even today, like, the theory that we're all living in a fucking simulation is like, I mean, that... That's the theory that's like even more popular than the crazy fuckers that believe in the flat earth. It's like even Elon Musk is like getting high with Joe Rogan going, this could all be a simulation. I mean, it very well could be. Who knows? You know, we're just all, you know, there's so much of an unexplored universe. And, you know, as advanced as our technology are, you know, we're still very limited in overall knowledge yeah, and like you know we're, we're kind of getting dumber or... as you know stuff progresses and we're all in some aliens uh, marble <laughs> uh, but then you know, too from a science level if you look like at a cellular level things have patterns like it's almost like like you know when he gets into the the second movie, I think, is where he's talking to the the architect and all that. And it's like, as crazy as crazy conspiracies go, the that we're living in the actual Matrix is the one that's like not too crazy. Because, like I said, when you you know things look random, but then when you go down to like a cellular atomic level, there's patterns to shit, almost like it is created by some kind of program. <laughs> that's why you know I, I don't know you know I mean when. People oftentimes, you know, talk about humans as a species and, you know, how pretty much we're just consumers, you know, of this universe or, or, you know, this earth, you know, once the resources and everything else deplete, we're going to have to go somewhere else to be able to consume. I I mean, you know, at the end of it, we are the virus. Yeah, like what if, uh, you know, people who have extraordinary abilities that are like stronger, faster than normal people. Or what if this is like people that have the cheat code running, like their operators have, have are running like a cheat code. They've got the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start on these people. <laughs> so to us, we're like, man, these people are like, you know, stronger than human. It's, it's cause whoever's running that program is cheating. <laughs> but if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> exactly. Oh. And sometimes it's fun to just have unlimited ammo. <laughs> Absolutely. That's like the most Matrix things in here is because, yeah, no one ever, like, even though, like, you know, they never reload, but then also, like, you know, this gun runs out, they just grab another gun because they're somehow carrying 50. Dude, but, you saw when they each magazine the, shoots like 100 rounds. To the armory, right? I <laughs> yes. mean, and I love that, you know, and we'll get into it when we start talking about uh, nerd news. Uh, that first thing when they, you know, after. Because we're getting all sorts of like out of sequence, but when they go to rescue Morpheus, and you know Neo's got his crazy plan, and they just go into the loading program. He's like, "What do you need?" He's like, "I need guns, lots of guns, and like the the freaking just rows and rows of guns, which was my happy place." But then when you see the new John Wick trailer and freaking uh, oh, you know what's his name is like, 
what do you need, John? He's like, I need guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> I was just like, yes. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I'm like, that's hilarious. I if think it was, it was absolutely <laughs> intentional. Uh, yeah. I believe in coincidence, but no, that, that was 100% intentional. Deja vu is just a glitch in the Matrix. Something's been rewritten, man. <laughs> I mean, basically, you know, John Wick is the Matrix if, you know, somebody had killed a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, you know, I mean, that's... Uh, I guess that's what, you know, the other thing, you know, just being a fan of martial arts and stuff in general, like, you know, all the different, you know, kung fu-esque fighting styles and shit, and it's just yeah. like, oh, I'm going to learn Drunken Fist. Okay, now I'm going to learn Crouching Tiger. Oh, I'm going to learn this, you know, and it's all just, you know. Yeah, that sequence when he first, you know, find, you know comes into the real world and starts running through the training programs, and he's like, all right, you know, we're going to fuck all this boring shit. We're going to start with combat training. And he's like, yeah, karate. He's like, More, please. And then he's just, just going like 10 hours worth. And he's like, I know kung fu. And like after he's learned every martial arts, it's like kung fu is the one that is like, yeah. And it, 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 it's funny about this movie and the thing. A lot of action movies have martial arts in them. But this one really like, you know, kind of like brought kung fu to the American cinematic universe. Because like, kung fu is not one you traditionally see in like your standard action movies it's more you know the asian martial arts mo- movies but yeah this one made like kung fu like super popular again yeah you know, for for a modern generation because this movie is such a combination of things of like very much like you know old school cyberpunk with mixed with anime and kung fu movies and <laughs> just all kind of <laughs> rolled up into one It's like futuristic steampunk. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, With some badass machinery. Yeah. I don't know. Like every time they plug into the Matrix and shit, like that to me is what, you know, virtual reality. Like I haven't got my hands on an Oculus, but I kind of <laughs> feel like, you know, I would have that same sensation. It's like I'm, I'm tapping into it. <laughs> Just that se- the the sound design on this movie too was just like like when he's fighting Mor- Morpheus in the virtual dojo and it's that 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 you know very kung fu and background music of the the like the wooden drum things and and even like when they're plugging like I said the when they're logging in and out and stuff that that freaking just kind of like dial up connect sound nearly or like that just like kind of like digital screech. But even when they're plugging in, that when that needle goes in the back, that that that, that wet sound is just like oh, just makes your skin crawl. I don't know. It's, it's pretty crazy high tech surgery to get a port. <laughs> but you know, I imagine that that's that's probably going to be like the you know highest form of video game immersion is where. You know, somehow you, you know, tap yourself into the game so that you truly feel and experience things as they're happening. I mean, yeah, because biohacking is is a thing now. People are getting, like, freaking computer chips and shit inserted into them and all kind of weird shit. And it's like, you know, did the Matrix inspire all, inspire all this crazy shit? Maybe we can 3D print a Matrix. <laughs> 
I, know, I did see a guy who had a uh, like fake hand and actually had a USB drive inserted into like one of his fingers. So he like freaking peeled back like the fingernail and it was like a USB you know port. So he had like <laughs> always had a, a literal thumb drive with him. <laughs> hey, I mean, comes in handy. I just keep one on my keychain, but. <laughs> But I mean, you know that—that's that, kind of a a cool, you know, direction with anything prosthetic, though. Is you know the ways you can embed different technologies and stuff into it, and you know, just make it that much more functional. But then that just makes the Matrix that much of a, more of a potential reality. <laughs> Whoa. This this getting to some next level shit, bro. <laughs> and this movie was also like the first one to popularize, you know, the bullet time uh, technique. Like that showed up in so many, you know, video games and movies after this. I mean, if anyone's played Red Dead Redemption, you wouldn't have that if it wasn't for the Matrix. <laughs> the whole like slow motion gunfighting, or when they, the, I mean, the way they filmed it too, because like. You know, now all that stuff's done, you know, 100% digitally. But if you look at the old rigs for this where they had, like, a whole bunch of cameras, like, in a circle so they could, you know, film, like, everything else at normal speed and the actor at a different speed so it looks like he's moving, like, in super fast compared to everything else. Like, now that would be just be a CGI model. But, <laughs> but they actually did, like, a lot of that shit, like, you know, practically then, or at least, you know, partially practically. But, yeah, because, uh, I mean, in... Yeah, just like I said, the the technology that uh, you know went into into this movie was you know revolutionary for the for the time. And you've seen there's been so many movies after it to copy those those techniques of the bullet time and and you know slow motion action sequences and and all that shit. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I I, I like one of the things with. You know, a lot of modern movies that I've kind of just been, you know, looking at subliminal messaging and stuff like that. There's so many split-second screen flashes and shit. And it's like, you know, is there hidden messages? Like, you know, all of these flashes. Like, it's almost like a fucking Halloween 3 type thing for me. Like, you know, where it's like, holy shit, I've seen a million flashes over the course of the last hour. (laughs) Like, Am I being programmed? Yes. <laughs> and the just the way this movie starts out too, it's like if you've never seen it before, the progression of it, like it's like you, it, it's so weird because like it's like very much like a you know dirtbag ha- hacker guy, and then you don't really you get the whole Matrix thing until he first gets captured by the by Agent Smith. And you know, he's being interrogated for what he thinks is is hacking. You know, he has no idea that you know we're in the simulation yet. But when he's just like, you know, you know, him, you know, trying to like you know get him to like confess stuff. He's like, he's like, I got one word for you. You know, give me my fucking phone call. And it's like gives him the finger, and he's like, yeah, how are you gonna call anybody if you can't speak? And then like his fucking mouth just goes away, and he's like, then you're like, the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Shit, this got weird. 
And then it just goes far off the deep end after that. But it's funny how they still rely on landlines for, you know, time travel and communications. Yeah, you got to have the hard, that hard line connection. Uh, the, the, I mean, the cell phones of the age, like, you know, were, were super cool in this, in this movie. It's like this movie became like the, an advertisement for for all these cell phone companies because like a couple of years after, like, all right, you want the like little switchblade phone that pops out? Just like everyone had to have that Matrix shit. But I've yet to see anyone with the the weird uh, sunglasses with no earpieces that Morpheus was rocking. I've I've never been able to see anybody make that a, a look. <laughs> Those weird like freaking. Uh, spectacle sunglasses that uh, Lawrence Fishburne wears uh, <laughs> through the whole movie. All right, we're going to give you some sunglass clips without the sunglasses. You're going to look totally awesome. <laughs> that was probably the greatest special effect of this movie is how he kept his glasses on through all those sequences. <laughs> it was like, how are, the, are those things like stapled to his head? Like, how do those stay on? Oh, man. Probably spirit gum or something. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe... Just maybe they're not even real. Maybe it's just an illusion. <laughs> We're just programmed to see that. That was most of the budget was the CGI to make uh, Lawrence Fishburne's glasses. <laughs> I will say too that you know after this film, ever you know a lot of folks started rocking the uh, the black trench coat. Yeah, like black trench coat and the uh, the you know black vinyl everything. <laughs> Hell, I'm guilty of this. For I, I, yeah. Between Silent Bob and the Matrix, I wore a freaking black trench coat for years. I mean, hell, I still have one. I just don't wear it that often. But yeah, so many. Uh, up until like you know the whole trench coat mafia thing, freaking this movie. Like everyone had to have like a freaking neo trench coat. Because they're just so practical. I mean, it's like a jacket, but a dress. <laughs> That holds all the guns. Yeah, that was the whole thing. His second, the his jacket in the second movie got weird. Yes. <laughs> First movie looks pretty cool. Second movie, it's like there's no collar to it, and it's like buttoned halfway down and just open. And yeah, it looks like he's wearing a dress. <laughs> when he became Digital Jesus, shit got weird. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's interesting. Hmm. And, and 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 maybe that's why folks have such a hard time after the first movie with the Matrix trilogy. It got so and to me it's like oh and the when he first wakes up from the Matrix the visual of the 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 battery field of the humans like that's when you're like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, it took on a, I mean, this was like, even rewatching it now looks like something this could have been made this year. I mean, this was super advanced for, for the 90s. I mean, it, I mean, it just looked like amazing, you know, you know, visually. It kind of reminds me of like the Terminator, like, you know, the, the, the future scenes from the Terminator and stuff. It was like, I mean, that just like the, you know, humanity in the the vats and stuff was just it was almost like a uh uh what or giger uh for that did all the alien shit yes it, it kind of reminded me a whole lot of his like artwork and design i mean it was, it was just freaking crazy but yeah but this is kind of from a t- like it seems like now with the exception of the marvel movies that are everything that's going to be a big budget franchise movie is planned out to be a trilogy therefore the story is 
written to be told as a trilogy where the matrix was still from that time of we're going to make a movie. And then if the movie's huge, we will make sequels of it. So from just from the looks of it, it it doesn't seem like it was ever planned as a trilogy. Like the matrix itself could be a standalone film if nothing else happened. So then they're like, Oh shit, this made a lot of money. We need to turn this into a trilogy. So two and three just seems so, I don't know, kind of has a different feel of it from like, they're like, oh, fuck, like we planned this to be one and done. And now we got to figure out how to <laughs> make this into a, a, a three movies that makes some sort of sense. And also it was kind of weird because this was not in a time where like we like we have the Marvel putting three movies out a year. Like the, you know, the both sequels came out the same year. It came out in like May of 2003 and November of 2003, like back to back. Which was kind of cool that we didn't have to wait like a couple years between films. Like, you know, no one really does like that anymore. They want to stretch that shit out as much as possible and <laughs> build, uh, you know, desire. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm personally feeling like, you know, like for Marvel, as good as you know the the movies are, like. You know, I'm getting more and more desensitized. Like, you know, it's like, hey, yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited, but you know, at the same time, I almost feel like it's been oversaturated. It's kind of like what you know like we discussed, Star like Wars the and, yeah, you know, Solo kind of had a a drop off because people were you know tired of the Last Jedi, and that may be why there was kind of a drop off in this because you know the you know, Reloaded was made for 127 made. You know, seven hundred and forty-two million, which was huge, but again, there was like three years between three, four years between movies, and then you know, Revelation, uh, Revolution, when it came out, you know, only made four hundred and twenty-seven million. <laughs> so I mean, there that's kind of a you know big drop off, uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, it was such much bigger scale in the 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 two follow-up movies yes. than the than the original, which kind of. Like I said, the first, the I mean, for this, the second one, like the action sequences were just epic. Like that whole car chase with the ghosts and the agents on the freaking highway. It was probably one of the most insane, like, <laughs> action sequences that, you know, I've seen in a, you know, probably since. And just the, you know, the explosion. I mean, motherfuckers having sword fights on top of semis. <laughs> Simpsons did it. I don't know. <laughs> and I did like the thing that they brought in, like, because uh, rewatching this, there's, you know, because eventually spoilers when when Neo gets to the the architect, he finds out that this isn't the first time that basically like the the you know freaking Matrix has like a crash every so many uh, <laughs> generations. Damn it, Y two K. And the, the one is basically a a glitch in the program that has to be, you know, because the, the algorithm is off and he has to be reinserted and reboots the whole program. And this is the sixth time he's come through and it kind of all ends the same way. Because, like, you know, I, the first time I watched it, because like I said, I haven't watched the second one that often. But, yeah, the, going through he's like, when he meets the, what was the, Merovingian or whatever, he's like, you know, your predecessors were a lot, you know, more respectful. And like, 
the fuck? <laughs> but like, but is uh, like you know, all these people that like that the old programs that know him. And he's like, what the hell. But then I like his like bodyguards and crew is like, oh, the Matrix has gone through several iterations, so we have things from from older versions that are like ghosts and werewolves and vampires are all just old obsolete programs <laughs> that are still around from <laughs> like, I was like, I want, I want to live in the vampire matrix. That, that could have just been the, you know, the, the whatever underworld evolution movies. That's, that was like the, the previous vampire <laughs> version of the matrix, but those weird white albino dreadlocked ghost twins were yes. Freaky as fuck. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. I don't know. I uh, <laughs> and when his wife decides to give them the the keymaster because her husband program pisses her off, <laughs> she goes in and the two vampire bodyguards are watching old vampire movies in the library. I'm like, is this the equivalent of vampire porn? <laughs> a couple of vampires sitting around watching vampire movies. I mean, it's probably like a history documentary. <laughs> They're like, look at these dumbasses. They think this is what vampires are like. <laughs> Drinking blood. If awful. this movie was made today, they'd be in there watching uh, freaking Twilight and making fun of it. <laughs> like, look at this tweak, this freaking twinkly bastard. That's not how vampires are. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Matrix glitched, and that's why the vampires in Twilight sparkle. <laughs> The break in the code. Oh, it makes so much sense now. But um, does it? Does it no, really? No, it still doesn't make yeah, any sense. I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of the, the action sequences in this, the the, the reloaded movie, that first uh, the Morpheus rescue battle, when him and Trinity goes in with like just the suit the suitcases and jackets full of guns, that whole like slow motion freaking kung fu zero gravity gunfight with all the the bullets hitting the rocks like flying through that is probably the that's the one thing i can, they they think they did cool in those movies was when they're in the matrix it did have at least the actions we had a very much a video game feel to it yes and that is the the most video game sequence of of anything like i've played games since then that it's like oh this is just like the fucking gunfight in the in the matrix this is <laughs> this is badass I don't know. I, I I was just glad to see the destructive environments. <laughs> yes. Although it would have been kind of funny to see like digitize like you know instead of like rock you know it's just a, a glitch or something. <laughs> it you just know, resets. Yes. Well, they did some kind of did that in some of the things which when there was a huge explosion, like the environment, there was like a shock wave in the environment, which I thought was cool. You know, you know, almost like, you know, that's almost like an EMP or something. Cause it's like, Oh, it's shutting down, you know, the electrons and shit like that. Yeah. It's kind of like in a, in a video game when there's, you know, like a, and when there's too much going on in once and your, your computer, you know, lags a little bit, you know, like, especially when in the first movie, when you just step your uh, PC yeah, no hardware shit. up. Like when the helicopter hits the building and then there's that this big shock wave through the environment before it all explodes. I was like, it was kind of kind of a cool like, you know, remind you like, yes, you're in a digital world and y'all are blowing shit up so much the <laughs> the computer can't keep up with it. I do like, you know, speaking of video games, how, you know, we did have several of the epic helicopter boss battles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
helicopter boss battles. <laughs> you know, that's always a thing. Yeah. If you got a game with helicopters oh. in it, you're you're gonna fight a helicopter. Fucking Wolverine game, like uh, Hell you're solid, you know. Hell even Contra I think had a <laughs> It's like, yeah, if you want to make it difficult, you're gonna throw a throw a helicopter in there for for a boss battle. Oh. And then the um the weird cave orgy sequence in <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> I mean, hey. This it was just so right. Like, we're gonna have a cave orgy. Okay, cool. <laughs> and that's where the budget went. Yep. Down for the cave orgy. <laughs> yeah, it was like I said, the the cast of this movie just I mean it went from kind of a very self contained story in the first one to like just this epic huge scale. scale in the second one. It's like we got more money this time around. Let's spend it all. <laughs> I don't know. In a way, I kind of feel like, you know, it's almost like um, Lord of the Rings in a way. You know, you start off at the Shire, but then, oh, crap, we got to take, you know, this big journey across Middle Earth and holy shit, you know, of all the encounters and everything else. That and the whole um, with the <laughs> the key master. <laughs> Are you the key master? We're looking for the gatekeeper. The whole thing where, like, the digital backdoors, like, they pretty – in this movie, they – put a whole lot more computer programming references and languages into the, they made the matrix look more like a computer program. I think, you know, adding like the hallways and like the background programs and stuff. And that when they're fighting those people in the, you know, the, the, the twins and the, the Mario Vengeance people that whole like, they'll open a door and like, They've moved it to a different, uh, <laughs> different like a little cheat like you know warp warp code. It's like fuck, open the door and like we're in a different city. And it's like shit, they close the door. I can't get through. <laughs> I thought that was kind of a cool like just you know effect of the the using the doorways as as transportation points to yes, hop from fast travel. I mean they they can't have warp pipes, dude. It's not Mario. They're too advanced for that shit. <laughs> I wonder if an earlier version of the, they had an eight bit matrix at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what they tried to do with the anime Matrix. <laughs> that's one thing too. Before we even get into uh, revolutions, was was when you know this year when all this there was so much like spinoff stuff. There was the the Animatrix that kind of bridged you know the two movies, but then there was also the Enter the Matrix game, which was badass at the time, which. And we've not talked about the additional characters of, in this movie, but they added Jada Pinkett Smith as a a different uh, ship captain, uh, the the Lobos. And they had a there was a video game that came out the same year that took place simultaneously and a little bit bridged into to uh, the start of Revolutions, and kind of followed what her character and her because uh, you could either be her or you could be her. Uh, I can't remember her uh, her second in command. Uh, his name was, but you could be either one of those, and it kind of went through that whole showed what they were doing in the movie when the action was on Neo and Morpheus. It showed what they were doing running around at the same time that all the sequences of Reloaded was going on. So it, it was kind of cool uh, playing a a video game movie, but it not just uh, not video game. I mean, a movie video game, but not just recreating the movie. It showed you like a whole different story 
of what was going on and kind of added a little bit more depth to this movie, I yes. guess. Because, you know, like I said, and especially even that, that, that final sequence in, in Reloaded when they're like, to get in there and, and get to the source, we have to shut down this, you know, computer. And then we also have to go blow up this power plant and do this other shit. So in the game, you could actually go on those other missions that those other characters did in in the movie and see that oh, other... Oh, look, it's a side quest. <laughs> those other uh, quests. And, yeah, it, I mean, it was just a really cool... And you got to whole play with the whole bullet time and, and all that other shit. I was like, it was, you know, as bad as some movie tie-in games are, that freaking Matrix, Enter the Matrix game was, was pretty badass for the time. I don't know that I spent a whole lot of time playing it. Great. Now I'm going to have to try to find an emulator. <laughs> yeah, pro- there's probably a version. Cause I can't remember if it was on PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2, but yeah, like I said, it, it was... Uh, yeah, And there was even like direct scenes from the movie as cut sequences in the game. Uh, it, it, was, it was just kind of cool adding those couple more uh, more levels to the to the game. Huh. So I guess there's the Path of Neo and which I don't think I ever played played that one. Enter the Matrix. Yeah, and they also had a uh, a Matrix online like MMO game too at at one point. I don't know. I try to play as Oracle just to mess with people. <laughs> I'm going to tell you stuff that you'll never understand. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to make up shit. Uh, and then, you'll know when you know. Yeah. And then the whole sequence of, like I said, we talked about Agent Smith in the first one being a, a you know a cool bad guy, you know, as the, the the hunter killers of the the Matrix. But when he gets blown up by Neo, apparently that glitched his program and kind of gave him a little bit of. He was no, he was no longer part of the Matrix. He was like a rogue program, and the whole thing of him like just pretty much becoming a computer virus yes. and just replicating and replicating and, and risking bringing down the whole system. I mean, when, he was the epitome of a Trojan. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but he got so, so much more badass when he became like super evil. Like I said, he was just kind of a, a nuisance dick in the yes. in the first. But then when he became like truly like psychotic and evil in the second one, and then the whole like I'm gonna take over a guy's body and then getting sucked out into the real world and became like oh shit now the you know the agents can fuck with us in the real world. <laughs> They're shapeshifters, man. Yeah. And then somehow Neo's like super hacker abilities, you know, he gets powers in the real world too, which was. That was probably the most confusing thing of the end of Reloaded. We're like, how the fuck is he? He's a Jedi now. He can do like Jedi shit in the real world. That whole like Kung Fu fight in the marriage of Indians palace or whatever, where he's like just reaching out and like swords and shit coming to him. I'm like, oh, he's gone full Jedi now. Yes. <laughs> or when he gets the pipe and starts fighting uh, the hundred uh, Agent Smiths and it's like, oh, he's been watching some Darth Maul shit. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, it's those little nods and stuff like that to so many other great franchises, you know. that I don't know. That's why it's kind of hard for me to, you know, not like the, the second and third movies. Yeah, I think, like, the reason why I never went back and watched them was just that, like I said, that ending kind of was a letdown. But now that I've gone back and, and rewatched them, you know, 
if nothing else, the action sequences in the, in the second movie were just so badass and, and most of that, you know, of revolution is you know actually not bad now that I've gone back and rewatched it. And the one sequence that made me laugh so was so just the, the attention to detail. Not only is there a thousand Agent Smiths, they took the time to give them kind of all independent reactions. So it wasn't just like we're going to just copy and paste digitally. But like when he's fighting Neo and then all of a sudden Neo like goes Superman and flies away, they all just stop and they start kind of looking at each other like, fuck, what do we do now? Okay, I guess we all just awkwardly turn and walk away. <laughs> It was just the weirdest scene. Well, it made me laugh so hard for some reason. Because it's all like, huh, the that fuck? That was unexpected. Huh. Hmm. What do we, what do, y'all want to go get a beer or something? It's like, it's like, what do we do now? <laughs> they just kind of all just like awkwardly walked away. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I guess at some point you got to realize you're defeated. And... But then he came back in the second movie, had an upgrade. Now he can fly too. <laughs> It's still a uh, better movie, you know, Batman versus Superman, okay? Yeah. Yeah, Smith versus Neo. Oh. Uh, yeah, that, uh, and the, the I, I, it was kind of weird, too, when they went back in the third movie when, you know, because end of, you know, Neo's in a coma at the end of Reloaded, and somehow his brain is separated from his body and he's like lost in the matrix somehow and they got to go find him. When they go back to the, the Mario Vengian or whatever that fucking guy's name is that I can't pronounce. <laughs> the first time you see him, it's super posh and like, you know, clean. Everyone's wearing white. It's like soup. They're like super like frou-frou, like, you know, just elegant. The second time you see him, He's gone like it's like a freaking fet life uh, night at, at Dragon Con. <laughs> like he's like, all right, I, I've traded in my <laughs> my f- fancy French restaurant. We're in like a uh, a golf club now. <laughs> it's like I saw y'all in the black leather last time you were here. I thought that was cool. I wanted to steal y'all's whole look. <laughs> but you know, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, every time I see that, like you know. You don't get that in movies now. Like, you know, I mean, it used to be that you'd have that and, you know, they'd be fucking blasting some Ramstein or some shit. And, you know, I mean, it's. You... I kind of miss those days. <laughs> yeah, it was just the flip of, like, you know, the second time he, they go to see him, he's, like, just changed his style. Or, like, he's like, now I, you know, before I was pretending to be a. Be an angel, and now I'm, I'm definitely the devil <laughs> of the Matrix. But, you know. Speaking of that, I mean, maybe that's, you know, kind of a a contrast between heaven and hell, you know? It was all light, everything was white, and, you know, it's like, all right, well, done that. Time to go do something different. Yeah, and they had to go, you know, and the first time, yeah, they go in, like, elevator up to, like, all the way up to, like, some big, and then this time, it's like, it's kind of like they're in underground and shit. It's like, yeah, it's like, last time I was pretending to be an angel, and, like, now, like, I'm the legit the devil. This is like the real me. Hi, I'm evil. Bring me somebody's eyes. <laughs> but I do like, you know, freaking Trinity. Like, they're like, yeah, bring me the, bring me the uh, Oracle's eyes. That's, I'll give you back Neo. And she's like, you know what? I ain't got time for this shit. And just like kicks everybody's ass and like puts a gun to his head. And he's like, all right, you can give me Neo. Are we going to just all fucking die here? <laughs> it's like, she's like, are you truly ready to die? And his wife's like, 
Oh no, I've seen like she she, she legit will will kill us all. Like, <laughs> do not play with this woman. She's in love. She's crazy. <laughs> love does weird things. <laughs> and I do like when Neo fully embraced being the one. His fight sequences from then, he just looks bored. Like he's so OP'd. Like when he fights like the agents at the end of the first Matrix, and even like the first couple fights in Revolutions, he's just like almost like one handed, just kind of like I could like be checking text messages while I'm in the middle of this fight, <laughs> and, like, until like someone actually like hits him, and he's like, oh shit, I gotta pay attention now. <laughs> like when he you know, you know fights you know new version you know Smith 2.0 for the first time, or or when the train guy kicks his ass, it's like before then he's just like I am digital Jesus, I'll whip your ass. Until someone finally like hurts him, and he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta start paying attention again." But it was when he's just fighting everyday dudes, he's like just completely like checked out. Just, oh, like, yeah. His he's body's like very running nonchalant, on, <laughs> running on uh, on autopilot, and he's like, you know, thinking about you know whatever. Well, he's like, "Do do do do." Is this fight over yet? Okay, cool. Let's move on. <laughs> it's kind of like when you've when you've uh, played a game over and over again, and you've leveled all the way up, and now you're playing level one characters again, and just like destroying everybody without even having to think. <laughs> or just the opposite you know you become so OP that you go back and start to replay and the level ones are kicking your ass because you no longer have the gear or the <laughs> accessories that made your character badass and it's like oh fuck <laughs> i gotta play again i can't just steamroll everything yeah but yeah those games where you when you get to start over with everything you had at the end of the game at back at the first that's very much like neo in those in those fights but then the real world battles in in Revolution were pretty badass. With the the fall of Zion, with the damn gun mechs and just the billions of those. There's so many of those damn robots. Yeah, that are the just fucking like a, Sentinels. Yes, a freaking like just a but, swarm. <laughs> you know, when you were talking about reloading, like you know, I I, I did kind of like the aspect of you know. People having to wheelbarrow the ammo crates to load into the, you know, fucking mech warrior, you know. I forgot what they actually refer to those things as. but The uh, APCs or whatever they were. But I was like, I don't know. It's pretty badass. I want one. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it kind of very much like a... We don't say that as much now, but like, say World War Two when we were like fighting in a huge epic scale where it's like everyone was part of the war effort. You know, if you couldn't shoot, you were either, you know, making weapons or loading weapons. You had some kind of support capacity, but especially in Europe where everything was a war zone, like everybody was part of the war effort. And like this, you know, the battle of Zion was such big. It's like, you know, even if you're not, you know, one of the soldiers, you know, you're there, you know, building weapons or, you know, running one of the, the the wheelbarrows of ammo to the to the other soldiers it packing was, shells yeah. making shells and the the whatever the the captain of you know they had the the one guy who was the kind of the general of everything but then you had the guy who who led the the ground soldiers and in the, in the bots that dude was bad he kind of had like a like an Arlie Army type you know when he's like giving the the, the epic battle speech <laughs> to his his soldiers and when the one kid who's like come on man I'm like you know you know, you know, let let me fight. He's like, "How are you? Uh, I'm I'm 18." You know, like, and he's like, "Well, if you were told me you were 16, I might believe you." All right, I'm 16. 18's the the age. Come on, man. Just like, let me fight. I can do this. He's like, "All right, 
I like you, kid. He's like, but if you fail, you'll find me and the robots have a thing in common. <laughs> I'll kill your ass. <laughs> and then when, when, when it's like he's like the last guy and they're trying to open the gate so Morpheus can get in. And, uh, and he's like, you know, he gets just all shredded. And he's like, kid, you got to take the, take the bot and do it. He's like, but I never finished the training program. He's like, neither did neither I. Did I. <laughs> Sometimes a, a book just does not constitute, you know, real world experience. Yeah. Some serious on the job training, uh, <laughs> training there. I mean, but at the end of the day, I mean, all he really had to do was open a fucking door. I mean, <laughs> come on. And I mean, he didn't even physically have to open it. He, he just had to shoot ha- the had to, you know, shoot the mechanisms. Which I don't know. I mean, they had those fancy like, you know, fucking plasma cat cannon type things. I mean, probably could have got by with one of those, but I mean, if there was a mech there, I'd want to operate it too. <laughs> uh And I, I did like the uh, the addition of, you know, uh, friggin' Captain Niobe, when she takes over the ship and uh, is like, they're like, no way anyone can fly through these these like maintenance tunnels to get back to the base. And there's like, she's like, I can do it. Star Wars did it, <laughs> <laughs> doing that Death Star trench run. And like, even the captain of that ship, she t- the hammer. She's like, damn lady, you can drive. <laughs> well, you know, like he's like he's like when she does the flip, and he's like, I didn't know my ship could do that. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I mean. But I think that's where Star Wars got it from. You know, when you see the, you know, Millennium Falcon flip and it's like, <laughs> oh shit. And it's like, what? Matrix did it. <laughs> oh. The, see, we were talking about patterns. And there we go. We, we keep seeing these same patterns emerge. It is a simulation. Yep. Either that or. Writers just can't think of new ideas, so everything's just a re recoupled Matrix or Star Wars these days. I don't know. Maybe shit's reset, and we've just become self-aware. Maybe <laughs> that's what it is. Once you reach a you know certain plateau of self-awareness, you start a podcast. <laughs> I need some cheat codes though. <laughs> I want to be super strong and know instantly no kung fu. I don't know. We've got to find a man. Or maybe first we should find you an oracle to see <laughs> if you're worthy. i got to find out if I'm the one. <laughs> where, do we, where do we acquire one of those? <laughs> oh... <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe the Bigfoot search that you were talking about going on. Maybe uh maybe Bigfoot's the Oracle Watswant so elusive. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> She's just in a hide in a kitchen somewhere making digital cookies. <laughs> digital cookies. Uh the secret to bending the spoon is first you must realize that there is no spoon. Hi. <laughs> have a cigar? <laughs> it's not a spoon, or is it? Just try to eat with it. An old pain. An old Joy Pantaloni uh, in the first one, who the guy who betrays the team and, and tries to sell him out to the agents and kills half of <laughs> Morpheus' crew before getting lit up like a bug zapper. Yeah, 
He's the guy that's like, you know, I just want to eat steak and smoke cigars. I don't care if I'm plugged back into the machine. <laughs> he's like, he's in the restaurant with the with the agents. He's like, I don't care. Just like, give me cigars and steaks, and y'all can do whatever. The real world sucks. They expect me to work out there. It's dirty. I haven't had a shower. Some guy keeps trying to like hook me up with a with like a digital prostitute. Just plug me back in, man. <laughs> it's more fun in here. <laughs> I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, I think you know, the Matrix is very much like the Oasis in Ready Player One. Yeah. I mean, if the Matrix was like, you know, the freaking Oasis, I'd be like, cool. Like, use me as a battery. I'll just, <laughs> just leave me plugged in. Because <laughs> that shit was cool. Until I run out. <laughs> and then recharge me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I Like, it's just crazy, you know, to think about, you know, modern films and how much, you know, of... The Matrix, you know, was kind of the foundation for so many, you know, special effects and, you know, just, it, it puts so much shit on the map. Yeah, and, and in a time, too, where, like, nowadays, we're like, there's no, feels like there's no original ideas. This was, for the time, was, like, you know, so different than anything we had seen up to that point. And also, like, like we, uh, when we were talking about Bill and Ted, we're like, if someone had never, had only seen john wick and went back and watched bill and ted and you're like how the f-? like when we're talking like you know jason statham like before he became an action hero like keanu reeves in the matrix like oh this guy is not just like you know the the stoner rock guy from bill and dead like this guy's can be an action hero and you know went on to do so much like badass shit after this movie like you know if you go from bill and ted to john wick you're like holy shit but like if you you watch The Matrix, like, oh, I can see how this guy became that guy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Lots and lots of training. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's how he got so much of his skills. Maybe, you know, the, the programs they uploaded, you know, actually had some real-world, you know, bearing. I, <laughs> like, hey, we want you to do this movie where you're going to shoot lots of guns. Like, oh, I've been there, guys. Just trust me. I, I, <laughs> I know how to shoot lots of guns. I mean, my, my weapon handling is more realistic nowadays, <laughs> but I know how to shoot stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the you know, the the whole we- the weapons handling in the Matrix is not uh, not exactly realistic, but he makes up for it by shooting a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, you can do that when you have infinite ammo. Yeah, he got the, he's got the dual the dual wield uh, uh, skill set enabled. <laughs> we don't have to aim; <laughs> we can do flips and shoot shit perfectly. Then again, a lot of those those uh, it's very much like a video game because those enemies couldn't shoot for shit. I mean, he's jumping through the air doing all kind of kung fu stuff, and like nobody can hit it, hit anything except for except for him. He hits everything. Yes, I did like the sequence when they're when they're uh, Morpheus, Trinity, and uh, uh, what's his name, the Oracle's bodyguard, is trying to break in. They're fighting all those guys in the weapons room. And she goes to sweep the leg, and he just jumps up onto the ceiling, and she's like, motherfucker. <laughs> and just jumps up there and kicks him in the face. Which is that person when she just goes to sweep him, and he's like, ha, I'm on the ceiling. <laughs> just that look like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to join you on the ceiling. <laughs> I'm going to kick you into this wall. Uh, so as we're kind of getting you know, down to the end here, you know, any favorite sequences that that stand out? 
I don't know. I, I, I think for me, like... I really like the train man in the, you know, third film. Like, just that character. I mean, it's just batshit crazy, but at the same time, like, I'm Super in control. OP. Yes, yeah. and, you know. That's it. was one thing I was, I was watching it. Uh... Although I really wish, you know, like they would have thrown in some Johnny Cash. I hear the train <laughs> coming. <laughs> That's the thing, I was, I was watching it last night with a... With the wife, and uh, she's like, "This guy's like in charge of all the trains. Why is he like a dirty hobo?" I'm like, "What better? Like he could be on a train for like days, and no one would notice." They're like, "Yes, yeah, dirty hobo. He did, he doesn't stand out. It's like the ultimate camouflage. <laughs> no one's gonna pay attention to the stinkly homeless guy on the train who's secretly running all the things. He's <laughs> got a lot of cool watches. <laughs> yeah, trains never late." And the little keymaster guy with his like tons of keys. I open all the things. I'm the master program. It's probably one of the greatest NPCs ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like what's 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 your special ability? I hold the keys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that train guy when he <coughs> when uh, Neo tries to be a badass, he's like, "I'm gonna go through you, but I don't want to hurt you." He's like, "Kid, I built this." Like, I am God here. <laughs> and this knocks the fuck out of him. Respect my authority. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the, the car chase uh, sequence in Reloaded was probably one of those, you know, badass fight scenes. And, but, I mean, still that original, like, uh, in the lobby of the building, with that first, like, big gun gun sequence with uh, Neo and Trinity is probably the... Still one of the highlights of, of all three films. I was like, I mean, and it was kind of a, the predecessor to a lot of a lot of things that have come since. Like the superhero jump. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even think about that. Superhero landing. This is where it started. <laughs> so many, so many great foundations that the Matrix have created. And mostly these movies still hold up today. Like I said, when he starts fighting a million Smiths and doing the Superman shit, the CGI gets a little wonky. Then he's like, Oh, this definitely looks like some, some animation. But most of the sequences, like I said, other than like I said, when he starts doing his Superman thing, the rest of the time, it was like, it still looked, looked good. And that was like the only thing that looked a little dated. But other than that, like most of the shit like held up and looked looked pretty badass. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a timeless film. I mean, not just from, what this movie did, you know, to push, you know, so many action films, you know, that much more. But, you know, then, too, just the psychological, you know, if you really want to sit down and, you know, have a good mind fuck and really think and stew about some shit, this film will make you think and stew about some shit. <laughs> <laughs> like the Oracle said, it's like, what's really going to twist your noggin later so if I said anything, would you still have knocked the vase over? <laughs> uh, so with uh, that, any final thoughts here on the of the hair of the dog as we're coming into the final third? Yeah, now you're messing with a son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I alluded to it in the beginning. You knew it was bound to happen. Um, no, 
great cigar. Um, priced right. Um, it's maintained, you know, pretty much that same consistent flavor from start to finish. Yep. It hasn't, you know, really changed, you know, so it's... I think the, the pepperiness has picked up a little bit toward the end here, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's staying... Uh, freaking AJ, man, it's just... <laughs> everything he does is, like, is badass. He, he's definitely one of the, the high-level programs of the Matrix. He has figured out the uh, the cigar source code. <laughs> Which that's one thing they needed more in the Matrix cigar shops. Come on. Yeah, when you reboot that thing, they would have been a lot less stressed. Yeah. Just sit down, have a smoke with the agents. They'll be alright. They'll be chill. <laughs> Come on, man. Just have some whiskey. Have a little cigar. Be alright. Let's talk about our differences and move on. Yeah. Like you know, you know, farming all these humans. Y'all farm some tobacco, you know, for the survivors. You know, we're gonna hang out in this, have our cage orgy. We at least need a cigar for our cave orgy. <laughs> I'd like mine dip, please. Hashtag cave orgy. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, whatever. Hey, you want to be in a really cool movie? Okay, well, you're going to be in this one scene. So many volunteers. <laughs> you want, you know, extras? Say, there'll be a cave orgy. And you'll get a lot of extras. Yep. Just a muddy cave orgy. <laughs> oh, boy. Or you could be in the uh, the leather party at the <laughs> at the Vampire Palace. Uh, and with that, we'll be right back. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. for some science which i i saw a patch the other day from this company it's uh i think it's like breakthrough clean or something but they had a patch that said it's science bitch <laughs> i'm definitely ordering that's that one that's very patch. appropriate yes i definitely gonna order that one for them for my patch collection so we just got through talking about uh you know the matrix and you know the robots trying to kill us <sighs> fuckers are building more terminators man have they not learned anything if you don't want Terminators stop building Terminators. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the crazy thing. Like, I, I I feel like there's so much foreshadowing, and it's almost like people that are inventing this stuff haven't did any research or seen any films that warn you of the impending doom. <laughs> yes, uh, research current, uh, published in Applied Materials and Interfaces. Uh, researchers have created a. Terminator-like liquid metal 
And this liquid metal has the ability to stretch horizontally, vertically, and as well change shapes uh, using, you know, magnets and, you know, electrical currents. <laughs> it's you know, very much, you know, T-1000-esque, which, you know, which I, I, we always thought Skynet was going to be some kind of military program. I did read an article about, you know, some of the animatronics going into the new you know, Disney Star Wars park. And apparently, you know, remember Arnold was the T-100 and, of course, T-2 was the T-1000. Well, apparently all the human-like animatronics are built on a A-100 frame at Disney World and all the new, more advanced robots are built on a T-1 or an A-1000 frame. And so I'm like, Disney, you know, they're already taking over every, all the movie franchises and stuff, which we'll get into later. This could be the birth of, of Skynet. <laughs> Skynet is going to be a rogue fucking Disney AI. I'm calling it now. I, I, I just hope that Elon Musk is the true Tony Stark. Oh, yeah, someone's going to have to start the resistance. <laughs> Avengers assemble. Uh, yeah, this, this you know, I mean, so far they're not, they're not building uh, you know, full-on uh, uh, hunter killers yet, but this... You know, new material they're calling magnetic liquid metal droplet can move horizontally with half its body still in a solution, uh, but the other half in the air. You know, kind of looks like a upright walking amphibian, researchers said. It's kind of weird, because just looking at the still images, I'm like, okay, somebody's playing with a soldering iron. <laughs> <laughs> like... uh, but yeah, it's a, you know, it's a... Basically, uh, iron and nickel as well as tin alloy immersed in a hydrochloric acid to the solution, which lowers surface tension. But they're saying some of the, uh, you, know, you know, it also can, you know, pass electricity and light up light bulbs. And they're saying robotics could be an eventual application of this new <laughs> technology. And so, like I said, yes, someone is definitely building Terminators and they should stop immediately or we're all going to die or they're going to have a shape-shifting metal butt plug <laughs> wow <laughs> just that's a just... application of technology i didn't think it thought of <laughs> eh, i mean I, I figured it was going there eventually might as well just you know yeah speaking of uh liquid metal butt plugs <laughs> um there's there's an old music video on on the internet you know the song called the internet is for porn <laughs> and apparently this is true because when you ban porn you kind of go out of business uh tumblr you know recently banned all pornographic uh images and videos uh on its on its platform which is probably what its limited user base was only using that for yes you know since you know because you know, that was kind of like the the you know they had some problem with some you know illegal type pornography on there and you know, Apple was threatening to ban them but instead of kind of further policing what they should have been done and and taking off the fuckers that were were doing this illegal shit they decided to nope if it's dirty it's porn we're getting rid of it all and you know in the few months that uh, that went into effect user rate has dropped off about thirty percent. <laughs> And it's continuing to fall from from all accounts. Yeah. Eh, who's surprised? <laughs> I mean, which, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about you, but 
I mean, I didn't even use Tumblr for porn, so I yeah, mean, it, I mean, it wasn't, you know, a thing that was really ever really on my radar. I mean, I thought it kind of went the way of the Dodo like a decade ago or something. Yeah, but apparently it was a big spot for, you know, self-published stuff, you know, kind of like a, a dirty Facebook, apparently, where, you know, people sharing their, their own content. And, you know, I, I've heard a few people say they kind of used it as like a, almost like a Pinterest for porn, <laughs> where they could, you know, keep list of their specific things they liked but uh so why has nobody thought they should just do porn trist hurry up copyright that uh <laughs> that's, that's our next million dollar idea i mean it only seems logical <laughs> i guess i don't know i don't know much about the 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 porn business let's thing is like you know if you really think about it, porn has kind of been on the forefront of technological advancements. I mean, video streaming, you know, video, you know, you know, videos on the internet, you know, live streaming, all that shit kind of was originally developed in the porn community before it went out to like regular shit. Even, you know, back in the day, you know, VHS versus Betamax and Blu-ray versus, you know, HD DVD, you know, the reason why we we went with VHS and we went with Blu-ray is because that's what the porn industry industry chose to use. So it got a whole lot more use than anything else. So it, and even you know online credit card purchases and all that stuff. You know the whole you know being able to buy things online. That technology was originally developed. You know use you came you know, widely used in the porn industry. <laughs> So it's no surprising that, you know, when you cut all that shit out that, you know, Tumblr has a definite fall off in usage. I mean, yeah, it goes hand in hand. I mean, it's the most carnal, you know, nature. I mean, yeah. As the song said, the internet is for porn. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just having, you know, flashbacks to, um, you know, the Discovery Channel song. <laughs> So we got nothing but mammals. So we're going to do it like they do on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> Not us, but, I mean, people. Yeah. Man, what's the Bloodhound Gang up to? I haven't heard anything out of them in a long time. I don't know. Maybe they started breeding bloodhounds. I don't I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Where are they now, Bloodhound Gang? Where are uh. they now, Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> wow, that's an actual... Uh, <laughs> that was a highly searched uh, Google. I guess so. Um I mean, 99's biggest pop acts, you know, I mean. Yeah, I mean, Bloodhound, yeah, speaking of stuff in the 90s, man. Oh. I don't know. Let's, let's that, that was the, one of the things that made me feel old watching Captain Marvel, because now the 90s are retro. I'm used to the, the 80s being retro, but now people are talking about the 90s, and it makes me feel old. <laughs> and I'm looking at my satellite radio, and now the oldies station is playing music I'd listen to in high school. It just, yeah. Yeah, it's kind Maybe of it's weird. I'm like forty, I'm feeling going back and you know, like listening to Ozzy's Boneyard and you know, metal. Like this is classic rock, and it's like oh, that, that, that was metal, man. <laughs> I remember that when I was new. God damn it, I'm getting old. <laughs> classic and, rock was the '60s. <laughs> Speaking of getting old, uh, you know, people say you know, it seems like time speeds up uh, when you get older. Uh, Apparently, it, uh, a new study published in the journal European Review has determined no time doesn't actually speed up, 
Bad news is you're simply experiencing less of it. So it makes you think it's uh, going faster. So yeah, the older we get, um, basically the processing power of our brains decreases. So we're not actually experiencing as much of time passing as we uh, did when we were younger. So it seems like it's you know, moving faster because we're noticing it. <laughs> more often so we all like have a sense of you know amnesia yes because basically the way the human uh, mind senses time chain is when it perceives images change and the basically the view rate of a younger person they see more basically images per second so that time frame is more spaced out because they're noticing a slower progression because they're seeing more visual data as we get older our brains processors slow down so it takes us longer to visually pick up on the clues that things are changing so it seems so the the jump between notices seems quicker because we're not noticing the individual pieces between the parts where our brains <laughs> notice change oh boy so time's not getting faster, you're just getting slower. So in the end, just dust in the wind. <laughs> yes, the uh, um, average adult makes three to five saccades per second, punctuated by fi fixations of 200 to 300 milliseconds. F fixation times are significantly shorter for children, therefore able to make more saccades and take in more images per second. So we're, time's not moving faster. We're just getting older, and our brains are getting slower. And I'm turning 40, so I feel extra old and slow. <laughs> As you should. That's okay. I'm the young whippersnapper. I'll, I'll you know, be your eyes, and I'll, I'll, I'll start, you know, informing you when your computer screen changes and such, you know. <laughs> Brad, come fix my technology. This shit's too advanced for me nowadays. Yeah, give it another 10 years. You'll have glasses, too. <laughs> so, uh, to end on a, a lighter note, if you're paragliding, don't do it in Australia, because kangaroos are dicks. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing you really don't want to do, is pick a fight with a kangaroo. <laughs> yes, uh, a recent video that's gone viral, a... Uh, Paraglider, uh, those are those guys that have basically a parachute with a backpack fan, and you can fly fly around a lot on it. He was, uh, you know, paragliding across the southwestern part of uh, of Australia, and decided to come into a landing in the Oriel Valley, which was, you know, the last basically flat open valley where it was safe to land for him uh, before he could call somebody to come, you know, pick him up, uh, which was at a uh, a, a basically a NASA support station that uh, supports orbiting satellites. And upon his landing, uh, which, you know, he had a, of course, anyone who does extreme sports got to have a YouTube or a GoPro mounted on you <laughs> as he's coming to a landing in this out in the middle of uh, nowhere, Australia, two kangaroos come running up and one of them just immediately runs up and punches him twice in the face. <laughs> That's apparently how kangaroos, you know, welcome you to the neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, Fuck is an alien. I'm going to go punch it. <laughs> maybe maybe kangaroos are going to lead the resistance against the machines. Yes. 
It's you know we we talked about tactical raptors and shit uh, SWAT raptors. No, when the when the uh, I'm moving to Australia when the eventual uh, robot apocalypse happens, I'm gonna get me a, a unit of trained uh, kangaroos to fight the robots. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of I mean if we saw an alien, you just gotta survive everything else in Australia first. Yeah, it's true. Everything in Australia wants to kill you. I mean, but yeah, if we saw an alien landing in the backyard, you know, would our first instinct be like, I'm gonna go punch that? Fucking kangaroos are badass. <laughs> I don't know what this thing is that fell out of the sky, but I'm going to go fucking punch it. <laughs> so that's your lesson in life. You want to survive the apocalypse, be like a kangaroo. Or maybe that was that shape-shifting thing, and it shape-shifted into the form <laughs> yeah. of a kangaroo, yeah. and, you know, that's its first step to see how humans are going to react. Yep. That's, 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 your, that's your one lesson for life. When shit gets scary, punch it in the fucking face. <laughs> Uh, and with that, we'll be right back. The PWR Spot Show is on the air every single week for your wrestling listening pleasure. We talk about professional wrestling. None of that fake stuff here. Just Hulk Hogan, pile drivers, and cage matches. So join us at the Pro Wrestling roundtable.com or on esonetwork.com and now it's time for all things nerdy in nerd news and welcome to nerd news yeah news alrighty so for this rendition um, probably one of the most anticipated things um for me, this summer, outside of Avengers Endgame, is... And the, the Motley Crue movie? <laughs> you know, I did watch that uh, the other night. And That's I, one of my agenda. I, I, I definitely do recommend it. If you're a you know fan of you know the 80s hair metal or Motley Crue more specifically, and it, it was different than I anticipated because I thought it would just be a conglomeration of, you know concert footage and that type of stuff but i mean it actually goes into a bit of the the forming and you know kind of the history and you know it goes into some of the rumors and shenanigans and you know also sets some stuff straight so uh, i do highly recommend um it was right up my alley. <laughs> uh, but no i was actually going to talk about a a trailer that we got for stranger things three hails yes yes and um you know going back into the first season after we caught wind of the the second season and now that it's wrapped up and it's like man the kids are getting older you know how are they going to it looks like they definitely did a time jump uh yes for at least a a few years Uh, which is you know realistically if they want to keep it going and with the success that stranger things has had why wouldn't you keep it going? Um, yeah, so it looks like they've kind of jumped to like high because they were like middle school age, I guess. For now, it's like they're or elementary even. I guess now they're they're in high school from the looks of it, or you know, freshman or at least you know, middle school age. Because you know, those kids are they're at that age where they're gonna start growing up fast. So you're either gonna have to up your production schedule or just you know, kind of do a little time jump and a couple years between adventures. Yes, and not reboot. Yeah, but um, no. I mean, in this continuation, I mean, it's it's still the nostalgia. 
I don't know. It's going to be kind of crazy because, you know, Stranger Things had so much 80s nostalgia. I wonder if, you know, the season progresses now, it's going to be 90s nostalgia. (laughs) Early 90s. Yes. And those Uh, scenes, because it was all filmed at the old uh, Gwinnett Place Mall, uh, where where that was like my mall growing up. And I'm like, oh, wow, this looks like it looked in the 80s. This looks so familiar now. (laughs) Not the, the, you know, crap hole that... uh, Yeah, the, the... ghetto like you may get murdered in or find a dead body in the food court uh, <laughs> mall that it has become but yeah it's like oh man this is like how it looked when it was new <laughs> so yeah i you know obviously you know we got the, the 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 same you know cast and characters um you know still don't know much about the story but uh you know it looks like our demogorgon may have got an upgrade yeah um, like the new monsters that they've we've gotten brief glimpses that look insane i mean netflix is is stepping up their game looks like i mean it's it looks intense i mean i kind of miss bob or whatever his name was last season who became you know puppy chow but uh yeah it's, it's hey where's barb yeah <laughs> we still don't know where barb is oh but yeah it's uh it's it's looking pretty badass I don't know. Maybe the Demogorgon was like the puppy or the child of, you know, whatever this creature is. And it's yeah, that like, was, now we've got the, the full <laughs> That on. was your mini boss. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's it's definitely looking like, uh, you know, everything we've come to come to love so far. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, extremely anticipating that. Uh, you know, we were talking about it all fair and. And you know, a Fourth of July comes out Fourth of July. I, I wonder if this is going to impact, you know, people's firework schedules and stuff like that. And you know, uh, I don't. I mean, Stranger Things very much symbolizes Americana, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh god, speaking I, of, I could probably freedom the fuck on to some Stranger <laughs> Things. Speaking of of eighties nostalgia, uh, one of the kids was digging through some uh, apparently some of the stuff I had in storage and found uh, the Magic Eight Ball. Okay. I was so confused, like, what is this? Like, I'm like, well, we didn't have the internet uh, and streaming. Like, so this is what we we played with when when I was a child. <laughs> when you wanted answers to all of life's questions, there was no Google. You asked and, the eight and, ball. And most of the time, it was just quite possibly, um, <laughs> like, what does def uh, you know, outlook not so good mean? <laughs> that means no. That means you're not getting whatever you just asked for. <laughs> I want a puppy. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. Another thing, John Wick chapter three. Yes, yes, we've got a new trailer for Parabellum. And it looks even more insane than the last one. Yes, um, you know, this is another one that's going to be guns. really you know, high up guns. on the list. You know, uh, what is this? May 17th is the release yeah. date. And I don't know, like I... I saw one that they did, um, you know, for one of those, I guess, every day is some sort of a holiday or, you know, yeah. a, a thing. So they did like a John Wick International Puppy Day. Uh, <laughs> that thing. one line in the trailer, too, is like, you really do all this over a dog? It's like, it wasn't just, just a dog. dog. Yes. <laughs> I mean, which is very fitting. And, you know, I I love the nods to, you know talked about in the main segment to the matrix and everything else <laughs> lots and lots of guns <laughs> yes and oh. you know just 
I mean, it's everything that we've come to know and expect from John Wick. I, you know, he's got the guy on the ground, and there's already three knives, and he's still throwing knives into the dude. So, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. It looks like they're in a fight in some kind of, like, room full of knives, and they're all, all of a sudden they realize, like, wait a minute, we're surrounded by knives. Shit. So <laughs> breaking case of grabbing knives off the wall. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. You know, looks like um, even though the, the, the bounty is out, you know, looks like he might be getting a little bit of help from some of his friends and maybe not as much from some of his former friends so i I don't know you know winston still looks badass (laughs) the end of the day it's john wick everybody's probably gonna die yeah pretty much except for john wick (laughs) hello mr wick yes (laughs) welcome to the continental um and I, i god damn can't get away from talking about this dude well you know here we go we're gonna talk about some more keanu reeves um this time and another film that we alluded to with alex winter and we got bill and ted face the music we have our release date so um looks like august 21st of 2020 um you know chris uh matheson and ed simone are you know returning as uh the franchise writer and uh I don't know. Keanu Reeves still hasn't aged. Yeah, but you know, freaking uh, <laughs> Bill. Bill looks a little can't, old. Can't, can't say the same for you know Alex Winter. So yeah. I'm not you know <laughs> quite sure. Uh, uh, but doesn't come out for another year. He's got time to hit the gym and you know, get a facelift or something. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like well, one of them is not uh, is definitely an immortal, and the other one is like yeah. He has he uh, felt the time. Yes, yeah, so I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of wondering, you know, what the, the, the whole premise here is. I think is, the other thing is, is we've not seen that guy in anything in a long time. I don't know what he's been doing, but, you know, we see Keanu every couple of years, so we've gotten used to how he looks. Where this guy's like, oh, shit. Like, I haven't seen him since, uh, since uh, fuck, what was it? Uh, the Lost Boys, I think, is the last thing I saw with him in it. So it's like yeah, the 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 change is is more uh, more noticeable. Yeah, I I don't know. Apparently he was in Deep Web. I can't say that I saw that movie. Um, uh, yeah, that's. Um, I know he's been around, but I just Ben Ten Alien Swarm. <laughs> can't say I I've seen that yeah. one either. Uh, I, it looks like he you know has has done some things, just um, not much that. I have seen. <laughs> he might be more on the production side of things these days. Yeah, I, I, I'm not quite sure. But uh, super stoked for that one. So remember, friends, be excellent. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, here we go. We're going to switch gears a little bit. And um, we talked about it for quite a long time. A lot of speculation, but the whole Fox Disney merger is now officially complete. Deadpool is a Disney princess. Point three billion smackarones. So you know, I guess this is now the probably one of the largest you know conglomerates now. Uh, <laughs> crazy. The mouse is literally going to own everything. Yeah, like I said, he's just building the Skynet and all those things. So um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm still not quite sure exactly what all, you know, is coming about. I mean, I did see some news that um, 
you know, the the producer for the Netflix Daredevil series has apparently now signed a deal with Disney. So it looks like, you know, after the cooling off period that, you know, Disney will be at least using the, the same producer for Daredevil. I imagine that with the success of the Netflix stuff, um, they're yeah. probably going to eye a lot more in the future. Yeah, but there are also um, a lot of... Uh... From what I'm hearing now is they're probably going to reboot all that stuff because uh, you know there's currently a uh, coming up this year a, a big auction where they're auctioning off a lot of the props from the Netflix uh, uh, stuff. So you know it's you know oh I, I, po- I po- possibly going to be all just you know we'll see them again but maybe not the same actors playing it. They're probably going to you know, reboot it all and end up on Disney Plus eventually. Yeah, well I I don't know. I mean I'm still wondering. You know, there's, you know, the PG-13 and the rated R stuff, you know, exactly where does that live? You know, Disney said, hey, you know, there is definitely room for it, but... Yeah, Deadpool's you know, made are, far are they, too much money for them to to go back on that now. You know, and I'm Logan as well. Wondering, you know, hey, we, we saw the rumor circulating that that could potentially, you know, end up on Hulu where, you know, the, you know, uh, Disney Plus will remain basically g and pg potentially but you know at the end of the day who really knows um money talks yes absolutely and apparently alex winters has become a director that's where most of his credits have been is behind the camera instead of in front of the camera (laughs) so that answers that question (laughs) that's why we haven't seen that guy he's a a director and producer mainly now all right so So, back uh, to (laughs) back to disney (laughs) so you know Deadpool is officially a Disney princess. I I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm hoping that with this merger, and it's kind of good timing too. With you know, Endgame kind of wraps the current uh, branch or you know the you know this chapter of the MCU. So moving on with uh, Phase Five or you know whatever the next phase is. Now we can start bringing in X Men and all these other. And that's really what I'm hoping thing. is. I'm so gonna... as our Captain America, Iron Man, some of our OG Avengers that are contracts are up, you know, maybe they don't recast, but you know, they replace them with more of the Fox properties and, you know, and whatnot. Well, um, that was a great segue. You intentionally didn't do it, but, um, (laughs) you know, speaking of recasting or rehiring, apparently James Gunn has been rehired to direct guardians of the galaxy volume three. Fuck yeah. Cause that, I mean, that series has been so much his vision that, yeah, I'd like to see him complete what he started, because you you know the as we say things of everything now has is already planned out as a trilogy. <laughs> that uh, yeah, it's yeah, it just wouldn't it, have felt it, the same with a a new director. And it, I mean, once again, money talks, and there was so much success that you know I just wonder how much of that was a more of a PC stunt and a knee-jerk reaction just to, you know, cool stuff off. And now that folks aren't, you know, so arms, you know, I I doubt we'll see any controversy or anything else, you know. it's Well, that and with the competition hiring him and him going to work for Warner Brothers on Suicide Squad, they're like, oh, shit, we we don't want them uh, (laughs) getting all the money. We need to get our, our guy back before he starts, you know, making money for them. That might have been, you know, one of DC's hopes. But, you know, speaking of DC, um, Shazam actually starting to see some of the early reviews come out. And 
Ah, uh, yeah. Unlike some some other films and some controversy fun, and everything, least. I mean it. You know, folks are actually saying this is probably one of the greatest DC films. Yeah, that you know, newest I trailer mean, looks looks pretty good. I mean, the the fight in the toy store where he picks up the Batman toy and he's like, "I'm Batman." He's like, "Save me, Batman!" and throws him at the guy. <laughs> I mean, at, at at the time of you know this article, you know, at, it was Rotten Tomatoes, a ninety three percent. You know, that's based on a small sample of four hundred and twenty two. You know, reviews with an average rating of you know seven point six five, um, which puts you know that film at basically in the top ninety five percent. You know of the DC films. So I mean, just kind of off the bat, I mean, you know, this is kind of the the answer to Marvel or you know Marvel's Captain Marvel. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, watching it, it seems quirky. It seems fun. It doesn't seem to be a lot like the old just. We're gonna be dark and abysmal, um, you know, DC. Yeah, so I mean, it's look uh, looking like what, and you know, Captain Marvel was was surprisingly good. So yeah, when we'll probably talk more about that when we jump back into the Marvel universe when we do a you know end game show. But <laughs> yeah, like this, you know, this Captain Marvel uh, Shazam, it actually you know looks like a fun and I and I like Zach's uh, Zach Levi. I mean, I, I love that series Chuck. You know, everything he's been in has been you know. He, he always makes it fun, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him as a hero. <laughs> Absolutely. Any other uh, tidbits or information you want to share with the the listeners? That's all I can think of. We've you know I've gotten my Dragon Con Media Pass approved, so yeah. Look, I'm hopefully still in get some uh, <laughs> get some uh, some interviews again for you this year, uh, and yeah. Friday's my birthday. I'll probably be at the cigar shop having a smoke. So if you're in the coming area, stop by, have a smoke with me. Uh, and with that, check us out on cigarnerdpodcast.com. You, you questions, comments, answers, you can always hit us up at cigarnerdpodcast uh, cigar at gmail.com. We're also on the ESO network at esonetwork.com. You know, get your energy drinks at strikeforceenergy.com, promo code cigarnerds, and your shirts at realmensmokecigars.com. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Cigar Nerd Pod. And with that, I'm trying to free your mind, but I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.